Hi everyone, this is LOA Uncorked with Gina and Holly. We intend to have some fun around Law of Attraction principles. Let's discover and unleash the magic that exists inside ourselves. Tune in as we go on the hero's journey together to uplevel our lives with no bullshit, all truth, and nothing but fun. Grab a glass and join our virtual VIP conversation. Hello, everyone. Welcome to LOA Uncorked. This is Holly. And this is Gina. And we have a special guest for you today. Big deal. I mean, <laughs> you guys will hear. I mean, Holly lost almost, fangirled and lost her shit over I, I completely our did. guest today. I, I do, Yep. by the way. Yes, you you do. Yes. Okay, so she's It a was super... a little embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I did tell her I would like wait in line like a rock concert all night long yes, for her. Yes, you did. Just her... And she looked like wave, like excited and frightened. And scared. All this. All, yeah, no, <laughs> At totally. Same time. All right. Mm-hmm. So everyone, we have this wonderful author with us and she's also an astrologer and she's, I don't know. She, she's magical. All she things does. to all people I in know, a most beautiful, deli- cool. delightful way. Yeah. Yeah. And she, I don't know. She has, she's a martial arts. She's a, I don't know. She did just about does everything. She really does. I mean, she, and just <laughs> as you said, like the, the accent in the voice is just uh, intoxicatingly sweet and divine all at the same time. Just, yeah. she's, she's magical, magical. I think, I think that, you know, we found her in Australia and her name is Kim Falconer. Mm-hmm. She is uh, going by the author's name of A.K. Wilder, mm-hmm. and she has birthed her first book of a series called Crown of Bones. Raise Your Phantom is the first book. And I'll tell you what, I did fangirl after her because yeah. her writing is extraordinary, and they call it a young adult fiction, but I don't get it. I, I think it's right. applicable for everyone, and it's super magical. And um, I'm finding it and I'm not hundred percent done with it yet. I can't wait to see what happens at the end, but I'm finding it. Uh, you just get lost in yeah. the magic of yeah. how she writes. And this isn't her first series. Her other series are written under Kim Falconer. And she also, uh, hosts good vibe astrology. Mm-hmm. And I know Gina and I talked in the podcast about her emails that come daily. Yeah. Yeah, about the energies of the planets. And if you're anybody who's listened to this uh, podcast, you know, we watch the planets movements. We sure do. Well, and you know, Kim, as you'll hear in the podcast really does intertwine all of these different elements of who she is at her core and, and who her family um, it, it, plenty of gifts in her family around astrology and Reiki and some things. So I really feel like, uh, it, it shows up in her, her books in an interesting way. And so excited to share the the interview with Kim with everyone on our podcast. Yes. And we would say run out and get that book. Absolutely. It is on Amazon. You can get it anywhere. And, you know, we're still in COVID and there's something magical mm-hmm. about getting lost in her world yeah. and raising your phantom. You think about the, I don't know, the law of attraction mm-hmm 
components of that, which we ask her, so you, you'll get a chance to hear her viewpoint about that. But it's it's absolutely magical and to get lost right now in a beautiful, magical world uh, that makes you ponder your world is a beautiful thing. Doesn't sound and like a bad deal. No. Yeah. And so we are so super excited to showcase this interview with Kim Falconer and A.K. Wilder and Crown of Bones. It will be a blockbuster hit. Huge I'm hit. sure. For sure. And it's going to be a movie. Yes. For, mm -hmm. We'll all put it out there in the universe. Set that intention. Absolutely. And here's the interview with Kim. Enjoy. Enjoy. Hello, everyone. Welcome to LOA Uncorked. This is Holly. And this is Gina. Oh my gosh, Gina. I know. I know. It is the biggest day yet. Yes. I know. Okay, listen. Today is like Oprah with Diana Ross. Oh, stop. That was, that she big? was the most nervous. Yeah. Okay, so I'm a little starstruck. Yeah. Today we have a special guest. Very. Kim Falconer. She's coming from Down Under. Yes. Australia. And we're a little starstruck here. Yeah, for sure. And I'm going to tell you that I this is the first time I get to actually talk to her in person. However, I feel like I know her. We're going to disclose that little secret later, why we think we know her. And truth be told, I thought you did. I know. That's how much you talk about her like you know her. I know. I think I do. Like, <laughs> And I'll tell you why I think so. Okay. But we'll, we'll get into that. That's I'm our sure little you secret will. that we're going to get to. Mm -hmm. But today we're talking to Kim Falconer because she has published Hot Off the Presses. You can get it on Amazon. It's going to be everywhere. everywhere. And you're going to want to have it. It is is the Crown of Bones series and the first book in the series, and we're going to have her talk about it, but I think it's three, mm -hmm. is Raise Your Phantom. So welcome, Kim Falconer. Yes, a.k.a. Wilder. A.k.a. Wilder. A.k.a. Wilder, yes, yes. exactly, <laughs> exactly. So yes, so yes. A.k.a. Wilder is what uh, Kim writes under for this series, mm -hmm. and we are Incredible. so excited to talk to her today. So Perfect. So we typically start, Kim, with just, I think, some grounding for our audience about you, a bit more about who you are, how you've evolved in, in the world, and kind of what you feel like today are kind of the hallmarks of, of who you are, and then how that led to the book and yeah, the series. I love that. And Gina, let's find out if she's ever been a corporate woman. After writing this book, I'm like, has oh, she ever had a corporate job, or right. and how did she get into writing? Because right. our, I know, right? I just want to know. Hey, wait, we're just let, let her start, and then know, you'll, we'll get to I your questions. Know, I, I, know, know. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. We can tell. We I can know. Tell. So, what led to your writing? And <laughs> did you ever have a corporate job? I'm dying to know. Okay, I'll be quiet now. <laughs> you guys just a are short so period funny. of time. You're Better hurry, Kay. Absolutely cracking me up. Thanks so much for having me here. It's a delight, and it's wonderful to see you in the. Not in the flat, the virtual <laughs> world is beautiful. I'm so thrilled. Uh, I have never had a corporate job. My father did, though, if that's any influence. Uh, he did have a corporate job in banking. Uh, not me. Not me. I've had many, many day jobs from vet nursing to horseshoeing to teaching horseback riding to, to teaching a lot of teaching um handy mm -hmm. disadvantaged children to swim <laughs> scuba diving <laughs> instructor all kinds of things uh, but wow. never 
anything. I have to actually try to imagine what corporate means. Uh, <laughs> I love that. That's a beautiful. Actually, you don't need to. Don't worry about it. Don't no, worry. actually, okay. but like, no. No, no, like my dad, I think is mm-hmm, what we mean. Mm-hmm. He was in banking, so I'm going to mm-hmm. think that's what that's like. No, not me. I and as far as writing, I've always uh, told stories. Always told stories right from childhood, but I was a slow bloomer. If we mm-hmm. bloomed, I think I was a yes. slow bloomer uh, in terms of having the skills and even the articulation to tell the stories that took time. So for a while, it all just happened in my head. And most, it's so funny because before you flip the on switch, we were talking about lies. <laughs> Well, she's a Gemini. So truth be told, she's a Gemini and her, her sun sign is the exact degree as my rising sign. So our audience knows that my rising sign is what I aspire to be. So I really want to be Kim. So all this interview is about me trying to be her, right? And then Gina's a a Gemini. So we say, we know we all lie. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that's how it started. (laughs) So keep going, Kim. That's how Mm -hmm. it started. But that's how it started for me because I grew up, uh, probably in a lot of fear and that fear triggered lying to as in self-preservation and I didn't do it very well. Um, So (laughs) it didn't work, (laughs) made everything worse over and over and over again until I got better (laughs) at lying. (laughs) As I got better at the lying, uh, also then my skills, because writing's two things. It's the imagination to bring forth a story, to carve out a story and reveal it. And the other half of writing is just the actual skills involved in the language and the use of language and grammar and so forth so that you can put the story down and other people will read it in their head the way you said it. That's a really important part. That's a part anybody can learn. We can put Mm -hmm. lots of energy into that part of writing. So, or storytelling of any kind, cinema. Uh, So once, once I got those skills starting to build, uh, everything improved, more or less. <laughs> it improved in terms of being able to tell stories that other people would believe. Uh, but it all stemmed from wanting things to be fantastical, wanting to mm-hmm. be in a imaginary world where you know flowers turned into dragonflies and flew to the sun. And, and also staying out of trouble so that I didn't actually forget to feed the chickens. So um, <laughs> that's, that's where it all came from, I think. <laughs> no doubt the chickens did not appreciate your lying because they didn't get fed, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> this hurts. Now I've got to go back and repay those chickens. Yeah. <laughs> With perspective, you realize that down the road, but you forget about the chickens when you're, you know, young. So that's a fantastic story. Fantastic story. So when were you first starting to write as part of a career, part of your um where you gain, you know, you was part of your your income? Ooh, income. This is a, a important distinction to make for aspiring writers <laughs> because there's this idea in the world that once you sell a novel once you get published you're made right right got it um the Mm -hmm. there's interesting see i have to tell a little bit of story here because i don't want 
anyone to ever feel discouraged about because everything's possible and we know everything's possible. But to strictly answer the question, the first books and articles that I published and made any money at all from, so I guess became professional, uh, were nonfiction, books on astrology, uh, articles on um, healthcare for women, childbirth, herbs, breastfeeding, those kind of um, helping profession type thing. Mm-hmm. So, but that didn't mean, <laughs> that doesn't mean I wasn't writing stories. I think the first three or four novels I wrote just became these massive um, stacks of paper that got recycled, you know, and I think it's okay. It's like, did the first batch of cookies you ever bake turn out perfect? No, <laughs> a lot right, of them go in the compost. And that's, especially when you're younger, uh, before you get all those really there's just so much nuance that goes into making of the perfect cookie and the perfect book is the same thing, the perfect uh, expression of that story. So you never feel bad that the first five or 10 don't may get the recognition that you want. You just keep going. It requires a lot of perseverance. So I, that was also a little late blooming for me, I suppose, in the scale of time, because I would have been 50 before I got my first publishing deal. Mm-hmm. And it was so yeah. funny. It was like, it's sort of like your first child. Yeah. You put all your energy into the birth, right? It's all about the birth. It's getting the midwife, having the birth plan, all the topics <laughs> about the birth. Nobody tells you that it means yeah. 18 years. <laughs> Of something different. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) For sure. (laughs) So with this first book, everything was about this first book, and I I sold it. I got the interest of HarperCollins Australia, this wonderful uh, publisher there, Stephanie Smith at the time, uh, for the Voyager imprint, and she very quickly on in our second conversation, I think she said. And how are the other two books coming? I love that. <laughs> well, <laughs> my oh my job, did you freak out? <laughs> yeah, uh, internally, internally, but because I have this kind of buffer between <laughs> what happens and when I feel it, <laughs> there's this mm-hmm. lag time. <laughs> I'm not like a water sign that immediately like is aware of their feelings. It takes me a while. So that stood in my stead to just calmly say scratch and then say, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) I I have some ideas, which is absolutely true. I have, I been on the spot had ideas. I had no idea this was going to be a series. I was so naive. I didn't realize that in publishing in this genre, uh, they're looking for uh, usually three books. There's, especially at that time, you know, 12 years ago or what, oh, it was more than that. um, When they, the trilogy was yeah, what right. uh, the probably the most um, common way of expressing. So this was uh, a, quite a shock to me, and it was like that initial feeling of all your energy going into the birth, and sometimes you suddenly have a baby, and you have no idea what you're doing. That's kind of how I felt. I forgot what the question was now. <laughs> but oh, I, I think love it was that. No, <laughs> you answered it through I that love story. That, that is an incredible story. So you're saying t- more than 12 years ago, you started Crown of Bones? 
No. Uh, no. Good question. Okay. No. Yes. So I'm okay. talking about the first fantasy series that I published, Perfect. and okay. that came out in 2009. And oh, gotcha. there okay. was a book a year for seven years after that. So that's a seven book series. Wow. And that's under my, um, that's uh, the Quantum Enchantment series. And that's under my given name, Kim Falconer. And the uh, Crown of Bones, though, because it's young adult fiction, I wanted to mm. create a uh, distinction, not just sending people straight into, because some of the books I wrote were uh, Paranormal Romance, which is, have you ever read? Yeah. You just right. have to, it's like Bridgerton, you got to fan your bosom there to get Oh, right. Oh, I and heard I all wanna, about the Bridgerton. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to shoot the... <laughs> 14 year olds straight over to picking that up because there's no um, filters. So I created a <laughs> separate and there's other reasons for the suit uh, for the pen name, which I'll I talk to you about. But um, the, <laughs> the whole uh, idea of crown of bones, which, so the title's crown of bones, the tagline is raise your phantom. And the series is Amasia. It's the Amasia series. And that's by A.K. Wilder. And uh, that I started brainstorming with my son. He's the A in the K. Oh, I love this. He's the A in the K. He's a Virgo. And he... (laughs) I love that. He uh, every Gemini needs a Virgo. That yes. is true. That is oh, true. I am for Gina. We brain we started brainstorming 12 years ago. Wow. At while we were just finishing up the uh working on the other series. So wow. uh, long arcs of time. And I think for the aspiring writers out there listening or even authors that will relate to this uh, in this genre, you, you want to look at and allow for the time it takes to generate these kinds of epic uh, stories and also the time it takes to sell them and get them on the market. (laughs) Right. The business part of it, right? Yes, yeah. Yeah. which is very, yeah. it's very two two sides and yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> well, and you've got the all three books then complete as of now. Is that yes. for the Crown of Bones Probably. series? Yes, mm-hmm. that's true. But we have to, uh, there's a little caveat on complete. I've written them. I think they're complete. <laughs> then <laughs> we, well, the first one is it's in print. That's not going to change. But there is the thing called the editing process. <laughs> and that's yeah. where you work with an editor. And whether you're self-publishing or uh, working with traditional publishing, having editor or editors is very important. It is. I'm not in any way saying this is a hardship. This is a gift. It also means that a new kind of collaboration is occurring and you're working with editors, marketing, the publisher who understands the readership possibly way better than you do because they're putting out hundreds of books and knowing which ones are um, are lighting up which uh, areas of the shelf and the bookshops and um, 
you, ha- you want to trust them and you also want to stand your ground. So it's a constant uh-huh. uh, give and take of what you know about the story and what the story needs to be told. And what they're saying <laughs> is going to uh, make it, everybody's trying to make it a better story. But we're back in the kitchen. We're making the batch of cookies. <laughs> Everybody right. got like some people want the chocolate chips and some people want the sultanas and some people want the smarties. So, you know. Yep. No, I love that. Let's talk about the genre a little bit. We were talking before we hit record that uh, this is a young adult fantasy. And I'm like confused by that because, of course, I have not finished the whole book yet. It just came out. Um, But I'm into it. And I think it's like for everybody. Mm-hmm. And I, I'd like you to talk a little bit about, um, and I, I hope you're not, I hope you're not offended when I say it reminds me of a Harry Potter and that Harry Potter was not just one genre. Everybody, mm-hmm. everybody absolutely read it. It is magical. We talk about magic here. It is yeah. adventure. It's romance. It's, a, it is packed with excitement probably yeah. for every every age group. So can you talk a little bit about how, how you see that? And also I even was telling Gina, I, I was like, I think that, that, I mean, clearly it should be a movie. Mm -hmm. I mean, honestly, I'm already trying to figure out what the, uh, that sailor boy looks like. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> who, how would we cast him? Anyway, let's get going into that. Right. <laughs> yes. yeah. Okay. That's a really good question. And young adult is a genre that everybody's reading. Everybody's yeah. reading. Right. And it's written specifically for this age range. You'll get different ideas, but 14 to 25, maybe the broadest or 12 to 25 is kind of young adult. Uh, but everybody from nine-year-olds sure. to 90-year-olds uh, will read in this genre and love it. It has all the juice and the dynamics and the contemporary issues and the ups and downs, the magic, the world building of any genre. The things that are slightly different is it's usually a faster read. It's got a pace to it. Mm -hmm. Who doesn't want that? (laughs) You know, it doesn't get. Yeah, it's a great thing, actually. Yeah. Down in deep existential descriptions of, uh, I mean, it just, not that those aren't, you know, everybody wants Dostoevsky when they want him. (laughs) They know where to get him. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And, but this is something, especially for times like these, you can just fall into the world, you engage with the characters, you relive uh, feelings and emotions and identity crisis and <laughs> resolutions that uh, just well up from the unconscious. It's for everybody. And I don't think, Holly, there's no author in the world who would be a by being compared to Harry Potter. <laughs> I was I hoping not. I, <laughs> not or, Diana, or Diana Ross, right? Okay, right. So like, true. right? Oh my gosh. <laughs> so true. Oh my gosh. So true. Certainly no fantasy writer. They're just going, yeah. oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what was the role your son played in 
the development of the series and and can you talk to that in his and his role it sounds like he was also helpful in your past series as well but just kind of curious about that dynamic and and how much he played into some of the decision making around even just like the um the phantom um the the actual quiz that you take and things oh, like that your, yeah yeah the raise your phantom <laughs> oh so we're I'm gonna just, have to tell everybody about the quiz you're gonna want to take oh, this quiz the quiz is phenomenal i mean just the thought process is brilliant gina's so. a warrior mm-hmm. and i'm a healer ouster Awesome. People need we, people need to take <laughs> this heavy quiz. as the ouster. Raise that phantom. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, if you could talk to but, that, I think it, yeah. it's a fascinating part sure. of the story. I believe it, it's the it's the heart really because uh, well, three it's three generations. Uh, I'll, I'll just backtrack a little bit briefly. Uh, my dad, uh, peace be his path, he sent me years before I wrote this. He sent me a print of John Waterhouse's The Siren. If you don't know John Waterhouse, please Google everybody right now. Pause and Google The Siren. We'll, we'll, we'll put notes down for yeah, it. It's look gorgeous. Yeah. Work. He was an 18th century painter and so romantic and so beautiful. And the colors are so rich. Anyway, here's this image that I put on my wall. I see it every day in the morning. I wake up. There it was. And it's the siren, and it haunted me. I know siren, mm. right? But it must, for whatever reason, it just started drawing out of my unconscious this idea of the Mar and mm. what that dynamic would be like between a mortal and this this being of the right. sea. So that was there from thanks, Dad. <laughs> that no came doubt. from him. Yeah. And my son and I, uh, you're right, we collaborated on books in the latter series of the uh, Quantum Enchantment series and Quantum Encryption, uh, simply because he's very excited himself by storytelling. He worked in post-production at the time as an animator. He's very cinematic. And it was, we had an opportunity, he was in Sydney, he was a long way away at first, and it gave us a chance back then it was telephone you know <laughs> we weren't zooming but it was telephone gave us a chance of something to really focus on together a project yeah yeah love sure. so our main uh the way we collaborated is we brainstormed together and it's the kind of brainstorming it's like a writer's room the table everything's on and nothing is excluded. Everything mm. has value. So all the bad ideas, all the good ideas, all the who knows, you know, out of left field ideas, everything goes in. And we talk about the story until it breaks, until it becomes, it starts to become a world, a place mm. populated by these characters. And as we define the characters and the nature of the quest and the story, all the little constraints come in, and I mean constraints in a very positive way. I know I've said that to you recently in my life. Uh, they can be very important uh, because they give foundations to Saturn. They give structure and foundation, and we would work with that. So we brainstorm, not even taking notes at first, just talking the story, telling the story. And I would go off and write chapters or what, however far we were, and then I would shoot pages back to him and he would edit. And I just have to give a little shout out to all the editors I've ever had in my life. No one's ever said, do we swear on this 
program? Yes. Oh, yes. Okay. Oh, yeah. No one's ever put in the margin, what the fuck are you doing here, Kim? <laughs> none, of them, none of them. And most of the cre- critique I'd ever get would be, this is interesting. Do you think it belongs in this story? <laughs> nobody nobody says things like that. That's AKA, what the fuck are you doing? That's right. what that means in a really nice way yeah, to preserve exactly. your ego. Exactly. <laughs> I love it. Love it. I love that. That's great. He's so fun because uh, he's so freaking honest and direct. There's no fluff. And in that way, we created this incredible story. I came to him with the idea of we've got Mar. I came to him with the idea. It actually was just a vision. I'm not even going to call it a dream, but it was a vision of this line of savants marching forward in battle, dropping to their knees and the phantoms breaking out of the ground and uh, rushing forward. That that was the beginning before I even knew what a savant or a non-savant was. And um, and then the actual world of Amasia yeah. came yeah. from a little divergent divergent <laughs> divergence yeah. on YouTube, where I discovered that the continents, as we see them now, in seven continents, we've had more. Uh, they all started as one and yes. separate, separate, crunch into each other. Well, if we can scrub forward two hundred and fifty million years. We all come back, all the continents come back to one. Mm. I love that. Is Amasia. And I saw that and I thought, that's my next story world. So, yeah. I love that. And the map is in the book. (laughs) And I thought that when I saw the map, I thought, oh, it's all together. Yes. I actually, yes. (laughs) When I looked at it, and thank you for the glossary and for the, the robe system. Yeah, You're very welcome. <laughs> critical reference points for sure, for Did sure. You, so Kim, I mean, we we need to drop the bomb that she's a wonderful astrologer. Yes, I do. think she's world famous. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'd stand in a rocks and in a rock star lineup all night long camping. That's what I told her. I know to get her astrology. Oh, so, you do. So when you she's are, relentless about it too, I'm Kim. Relentless. I'm, I'm surprised I mean, she you showed to, up. She just, You're probably just afraid. Yes, if you didn't I mean, show up. She just wants you. to give me a reading to get rid of me. Quite frankly, I'm quite sure frankly, that's right. Yes, I mean exactly. that is that you're not alone in that strategy. Like, by the I way, I will virtually stand in line and camp for you. Okay, so <laughs> so getting back to the point, though, the point is <laughs> that um, do you use astrology to develop your characters, like Ash or Marcus, or does that come in, or is it just because I mean, when she's world famous, I mean, yeah. she, it comes like breathing. I think, but did did you consciously think about astrology, or did you? How did you? create those characters those main characters this in this series it was more organic in terms of getting to know who these characters were and what their goals were uh in previous series i'd actually make charts for the characters oh that's natal charts i love that and whenever i could i wasn't sure how this argument would go between on lawrence and rosette I just look at their moons and, uh, to, oh, okay, well, he's winning this one. <laughs> uh-huh. And this is how I, he wins it with that Scorpio moon. Um, sting. That is and, awesome. That is I awesome. That. That's brilliant, actually. I have, I have used it. With the Amasia series, everything about this series was more, my job seemed to be to uncover the characters. And oh. they they already existed 
They didn't need me to give them a chart or make them up. I just had to keep revealing them. And I think, especially with Ash, well, characters with phantoms and Ash who has a, a dialogues with of her inner voice, there was so much dynamic going on. I had very little, as a writer, very mm. little control over that. And I had to fight yes. very hard to keep that at times with the editors because I knew who these characters were. And it wasn't because I made them that way, if that makes any sense at all. Yes. <laughs> Do you feel like it was, it was in part channeled to you? Channels in a way an interesting word. And yeah, I think yeah. as I, you know, I don't know how to label it as I okay. mature, <laughs> as I get older, <laughs> sure. live longer. I start to wonder, you know, when I do someone's chart, I just wonder if it's just a way for me to relax into the symbols so I can channel shit for them because I, I, totally I know I, so. <laughs> I, because mm-hmm. I, I'll tell you something. Well, I guess I'm going to tell a lot of people something, which um, <laughs> is a little bit of worry. But I just forget say, about those people. It's yeah, just yeah, us. It's just, it's just us. us. Yeah, sure. I'm going to tell you. Mm-hmm. Anyway, if years ago, maybe 15 years ago, there was a VIP pa- uh, not patient <laughs> client, and she had a friend, and she wanted so badly for me to do his chart. He was going through a hard time. It was really important. I agreed. I got the data. I did the reading. It was very blind. I, for me, I didn't know anything about him. I just tuned in, chart, read, came back with the feedback, which is 98% of the feedback that I get is how can you get inside my head? How can you possibly know all that? That kind of thing. Not everybody, but almost everybody feels that. And then I'm going to say this. I found out I had the wrong birth data. <laughs> oh my gosh. That is well, that, that means you are very, very good. <laughs> I don't know what that, I still to this day don't know quite what that means. It wasn't, it was off by, uh, it wasn't like a year off. So we had the exact same sun. I think it was off by like four days. There was a well. That's a, a lot, lot in that's astrology. A lot. Completely yeah. different like, moon sign. Completely like different. The ascendant. houses are wrong. Yes. I mean, listen. Well, the, the rising that, sign. Yeah. <laughs> well, I. I mean, like the secrets out. Then she's yeah. a she's a big astrologer, and the yes. reason why we think we know her is because we've had her do our solar, solar returns, returns. Mm-hmm. and so that's why the astrology yeah. is coming up. And I would say I'm I'm quite clear. I don't know whether we use the term channel, doesn't matter. It's no, divinely yeah, inspired is divinely what I'll call inspired. it. That's... And uh, and when you lean into it, and I don't know if it's because you're a Gemini, or I do think it's because you're a writer and a teacher, is the way you put things mm-hmm. is just... Um, it's ma- it is magical. It's yes. exquisite. And, and the other thing, which you guys are going to laugh at me, okay, but, and my friends, so, so of course... I can understand why we get in line for her because yes. she writes. I mean, when, now that we see your book and the incredible work that you've done here and how you have to immerse yourself into that yeah. world, I understand why you wouldn't want to mess with solar returns. But <laughs> I'll tell you that me and my friends listen to this we're thing. Rocking, gosh darn, yes. We're rocking, waiting. Wait. And once we get it, we all share each other's. Yeah. And then I've listened to it a million times. So in a year, so I, I mean, I just got one recently. I don't know how. I've listened to that most recent one. 
four times. I've listened wow. to it. Like I was on my fifth time because I was like, oh shit, I didn't hear that this time. Yeah, and yeah, I true. guess it did manifest itself in a, in a, this way. And so it is incredible. So I would say that it absolutely is divinely inspired. Is, is the, are the, um, is the chart like a, North star, maybe. Okay. Right. But I think it's more than that. Um, yeah. and so, but I get it when you say these, these characters wanted to be born mm -hmm. and you were their voice. Mm -hmm. And so I understand what that means. It was more organic than just picking up a chart and doing a chart and saying, yeah. okay, well, if she's a Capricorn moon, she's going to respond her inner voice is going to be telling her this or, you know, whatever that is. So I, I completely yeah. understand that without like being, I like to spoil things. So good thing I haven't read the ending because yeah. you know how I am. Oh, you're I do bad. movies. I'll be like, Jumanji, you know what happens at the end? Okay. She does. And, and, and she anyway, just blurts it out and then she goes, oh, shoot. Oh, People whoops, might not have I'm seen sorry. that. <laughs> but so thank God I don't know the end. Uh -huh. of this one. I can't spoil it, but can you just give a teaser? We've been touching on the savant, the non-savant that we've been touching on some of, um, this world that you created. Can you, without spoiling it, give our audience a teaser of what they would look forward to when reading your book? They can definitely look forward to losing themselves in a very uniquely magical world. There are qualities of this book that they've probably never read anywhere else, but it's also. <laughs> I love that. I love no. it. She yes, exactly. We're going to talk. Oh, I love I it. I love that. I love it. She's got a lot to say too. He's got She's a beautiful. very big. Book. He's beautiful. Yeah, he does. He's sweet. Oh, don't encourage him. <laughs> I, know, I know. I'm sorry. I love to talk to cats. I know you no, said that earlier. I know I do. I mean, the more vocal, the better actually. Okay. <laughs> anyway, it doesn't matter. I can keep that in. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yep. Keep the cat in. Okay. Go ahead, Kim. So it, this epic falling into this world. And I think that so far what, well, what happens to me and when the feedback that I get from others is that they just become the characters. They start living the ups and downs and experiences through <laughs> the characters. And it's not just on land. I have a deep love of the sea and I take the readers beneath the waves and to experiences there that we normally, even if we scuba dive, we don't get that very often. I'm coming. Uh, so I know I see him. Mm -hmm. There's this expansion but at the same time, even though it's this epic fantasy, there's something contemporary and very uh, immediate about the dialogue. I don't know if you found it that way yet, Holly, but it's the feeling mm -hmm. of these could be, you know, kids in their senior year um, having this conversation, except the, <laughs> the stakes yes. are a little bit higher, I guess. Sure. Uh, so it has that page-turning kind of easy flow to it there are a lot of deeper issues addressed and I wanted to do it in such a way that they were never told to you they were never like oh we're going to talk about depression in teenagers mm -hmm. we're going to talk about um bipolar <laughs> mm -hmm. I did, you know this kind of uh incredible swings of uh and we're going to talk about identity crisis and because 
identity is a huge part of this, not just because it's YA, but because we all shed our skin and go through periodically every Saturn aspect transit. Yeah. <laughs> There's all kinds. Oh, yeah. We get these blasts. And of course, right now, with everything going into Aquarius, new identity uh, crisis for everyone. But it's not out there being, hopefully you don't even know you're reading about that, but you right. are imbibing it and you are, uh, you are glorifying as the uh, character achieves. And also you're just feeling a range of emotions in a safe place. You're curled up in your bed reading. We know physically nothing's happening to you but you are going to feel everything, <laughs> excluding nothing. And yeah, that's a gift, I think, when that can happen with a book. It is it's a gift. Amazing. I think it's a gift during COVID, that's for sure. You know, right, no doubt. To escape in this beautiful, true, beautiful, it is magical book. Uh, and so can you talk about raising your phantom a little bit? And we think yeah. of, we always say, unleash your inner badassery here. So we talk about that a lot. And I was like, I think this phantom stuff is your inner badassery. Totally. Yeah. It's your inner whatever it's your it is. Alter so ego it's that your, just comes yeah, out. It's your when Sasha you just, Fierce, Beyonce yes. Sasha Fierceness. Yes. Right? Exactly. And so can you talk about the creation of raising your phantom and a little bit about what that is mm -hmm. and how, why you thought of that? I have no idea why I thought of it. <laughs> I Brilliant. That's brilliant. Help I there. That. <laughs> I, I wish I knew because I get asked a lot. <laughs> I don't know. Um, as I said earlier, I had this vision of this. Um, it's kind of like samurai warriors going forward, dropping to their knees, and out of the ground in front of them erupts their phantoms. And these aren't phantoms as in, unless you're black robe, they actually take solid form. And those details obviously came later and the whole logistics of basically a part of you, a part of your soul, and yes, very much your inner badass, that hmm, I think we can tip back to Jungian psychology and talk about the shadow, that mm -hmm. part of ourself, the unconscious, which contains everything, all the stuff that we buried that we don't want to face, but also all our talents and resources and things that we, that allow us to aspire to be as brilliant as we can be we resist that too all that stuff that we resist and yep. we it the phantom through the phantom it comes through the ground and of course the earth gives it material form so it can take shape and and there it is it turns around and actually dialogues with you mm. and part of it probably stems from a lifelong desire to see and touch and meet my inner self eye to eye and mm. I'm probably not the only one who feels that so hopefully as they right. immerse in the world of savants and non-savants they can get a feeling for what's inside them and you know we all have <laughs> we all have inner guidance <laughs> we all we do have we do the, a, a phantom if you will and you just have to raise it and that's a metaphor mm -hmm. for giving it life, respecting that it's there. A lot of it's listening. We aren't yep. trained to listen to our body. We aren't trained to listen to our gut feelings. 
it's all in a very instinctual level. And let's face it, our society is basically about repressing instincts, not honoring them or at least listening to them. So the logical mind and the instinctual nature haven't learned to work together. And I'm pretty sure that was the whole idea. (laughs) It's like, I'm going to give you this and this, and you're going to left hemisphere and a right hemisphere of your brain. Let's use them. That's fantastic. I love that. Well, we talk on LOA a ton about um, just listening to your gut, being really clear, getting still enough and clear enough to hear, to, to, to find, get beyond the noise and really get to the heart of who you are. And, and, uh, go beyond what's comfortable. And, you know, Holly, I think has done everyone a, a huge favor in talking about astrology and the growth, um, you know, from North node or South node to the North node and, and that challenge that comes to all of us to grow into what we were designed to be here and do. And so, but all of those things, you're, your phantom is in the way it's driving it's in the way the whole time and so to be able to sit there and talk and dialogue and learn and work with it in a more physical form for me as a vis- you know, very visual person that makes complete sense and i think your readers will just i think it's interesting that we call it train the phantom i think the phantom might be training them however yes. yeah. very interesting i just love the concept is just brilliant I and love if it's that right in the loa it does, right? well, does it not? We, ta- we actually told our audience how to find their north node mm-hmm. and and we talked about the south node that, that those are you know we want to lean towards the north node for sole purpose and then also your rising sign and your inner badassery which is all about this phantom and your higher self i love that you said that kim mm-hmm. like your well. higher self these are things that we tend to uh resist sometimes mm-hmm. and maybe not even you know find it your whole life or find it later on in life right. and we're trying to you know, teach the younger people to find it earlier. Get there as quick as you can, for sure. Right? I agree. And I think that reading books that take you to the heart of these experiences, they're not trying to, you know, overtly teach about it. But just by going through this, like Marcus has some struggles with his family. We can say that that happens. We know that. Yep. In the beginning. Yep. Mm -hmm. And, and Ash wishes so much that she was savant and had it we get a image of all these Mm. characters and how they relate to this part of themselves and so we get to live it and in those Mm. moments of reading we're listening part of us is listening to our inner self our inner guidance we're giving it space because as we know (laughs) the brain isn't telling the difference between what this story world is and what reality is at the, in that mm-hmm. moment, you're having that experience. So you're creating phantom raising neurons, neural pathways that are going to help you get in touch with your higher guidance, with your inner self. It's going to help you listen and give you the confidence to meet this part of yourself. I, I love that. And I was thinking about the law of attraction. I know that you are uh, a big follower. You have the good vibe astrology, which is all about LOA with Jeanette Ma. And, you know, you do the astrology part with law of attraction. I kept thinking about Marcus and his phantom and law of attraction. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like, what are your thoughts really saying to this phantom, to your higher self? And, um, I'm wondering how did LOA 
really inspire or thread through your book? I think it had a lot to do with my book actually getting published on a very practical level, which I can talk about. But in, in the book, because let me just say that astrology, oh, you've probably heard this before, but astrology is basically LOA in action. My very first mm-hmm. astrology course yep. 50 years ago, I'm a teen. And the first thing this woman says to me is that Mercury's everything. It's your thoughts. And as your thoughts go forward, they will b- circle around and bring whatever vibration they are straight back to you. That's the first thing I learned about astrology, law of attraction. <laughs> that was back in the Very true. early 70s, was it? Anyway, it was a long time ago. Wow. And uh, so... Because it's part of my language and part of my belief system, of course it comes out. But you'll see it in places in the book. I think when Marcus finally, oh, I don't want to give a spoiler. Marcus has an experience that he doesn't realize, but his instructor is telling him basically LOA. His instructor is telling him, you have to allow this. Stop resisting. We hear this a lot through there when Marcus, stop resisting. And in those moments that he does stop resisting, right. uh, he has completely different results than when he was trying to make it happen, <laughs> which is right. what a lesson that is, and which we can all be reminded of all the time. Because all, all the, the time. time. I would yes. we just for we talking were just talking about this that yeah. yesterday. yesterday. Yes. Yeah. Jinx. Okay. I know. <laughs> we just said this yesterday on something com- obviously very, very yeah. different oh. than Marcus <laughs> is dealing with. But yeah, it's amazing. True. It's absolutely true. I experience it. The book's just out and I find myself, you know, talking to the marketing team. What can I do to make this happen? Backspace, 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 backspace. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That's, and then I think, um, I'm here if you need me. <laughs> I just start phrasing right. it differently. But this, the you do as an author, it's a very nerve-wracking time when your book, I don't care who you are, the, the book first comes out, you don't know what the reception's going to be yet. Uh, yeah. the, your subsequent uh, contracts are going to be based on how well this one does. Mm-hmm. It feels like, a lot's riding on it. It's hard not to try to do everything you can. So it helps oh, sure. to just remember and relax and have fun with it and talk to you guys and <laughs> remind <laughs> myself of uh, what the, you know, it's about the storytelling and it's yeah. about the good stuff. Right, right. <laughs> What's your biggest hope for the book and the, and the series? I mean, if, if, what would success uh, be for you? Well, it's successful in the fact that uh, it's out there. People are reading it. People, there are people out there loving it and thanking yeah. me for writing it. There's no more success. I don't care if one person did that. That's yeah. success. I've told a story. It's touched someone. Yeah. So that's the brilliance of it. And there's the financial side, which it's best for me not to even think about. I don't know. Right. My North Node's in Capricorn. The first question you asked me was, am I from the corporate world? <laughs> no, but... <laughs> well, isn't that interesting, though? I would that have is. thought, if I saw your North Node, I would have thought you would have been kind of corporate. But I guess that just means you have high aspirations and goals, right? Mm-hmm. I think so. I think, I, I've yeah. also got sun in the 10th house. So there is oh, a kind yeah. of um, desire... my son. 
to and her son, all mm-hmm. of our, oh yeah, you, yeah, and both of our sons have t- son in the tenth house. Well, career, it everybody. Is, it does have a certain about. drive to achieve. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, it does. Yes, yes it does. It's does. great. Great. It's got to be tempered, though. Sometimes. Well, I was like, can't imagine how much time she spent immersing herself to get this beautiful story. I mean, I was in. I'm in awe. Now you can because you oh, know how long I can now. Nikon's in his room, and I'm going to tell everybody to you know to get that book on Amazon yeah, and write a review. I'm right. I haven't review. started it yet, but I cannot wait to read. Yeah. I actually, actually just uh, recommended it to um, a good friend of mine that has uh, young boys. Oh, I. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think we'll really love it. Big readers. So, okay. Yeah. Mm. But yes, I can imagine that you just, you, you, a Capricorn North node may want to control or do something with that process. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And tends to, I mean, my dad, interestingly, my dad, a very, um, contradictory man. He was an astrologer. That's where I learned astrology. Mm -hmm. Uh, he was also a corporate banker and that's, I love that. Yeah. You know, he, so he would be, if he was alive, he would be asking me, he, his question would be, how are sales? <laughs> what are the <laughs> That's, you know, he'd want to know how it's doing. Where are you putting that deposit? You know, are you putting it in interest bearing, you know, yeah. oh, and, that. <laughs> and investing it? Yeah. I mean, your flow is so true. <laughs> in Bitcoin or some other currency. Yes. So yeah, true. No, let's do- <laughs> so true. I love that. But to me, that's um, that. I don't. I've never experienced that kind of monetary success from um, writing. So we're get, We'll have to talk again as that happens and see what kind of. I'll have something more experiential to say about it with it. Right. Well, I, well, I'm, we look I'm forward actually to that. sure you will. Oh yeah. For I'm sure. thinking I'm, I want to do casting yes. for it. Yes. We would like uh, parts. <laughs> I have done quite a bit of theater in my background. Okay. Always thought I would might win an Oscar's favorite night of the year as Holly knows. <laughs> I Just don't know. They seem like younger characters. I mean, I, Ash, know, I was like, but- Ash was the scribe. Okay. So we can say that about Ash. She's this, she's the scribe. That's the, like, I guess you call her the lowly one, you know, the lowly person. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's like me, the accountant. Okay. I was like, okay, I'm already like, I'm into Ash, okay. I was like, you know, but wanting to be something more mm-hmm. than like just an accountant, you uh, know? That, so, but I don't think everybody. I'd be cast as Ash. It'd have to be like somebody super young, yeah. and cute. And there are sure they all have- definitely more mature, certainly your guys age, uh, teachers be a bone thrower. and warriors oh the bone flu. i want to be a bone thrower oh. how about that oh listen people i want listen. to throw some bones i know divination bones oh, mm-hmm. God, that's great yep and you know what you can you can actually do your quiz so our quiz that we talked about earlier mm-hmm. where gina's a warrior mm-hmm. And you know what's so funny about that? Because her um, rising sign is Aries. Oh, Warrior. perfect. Okay. Does that, per- <laughs> is perfect. that perfect? And so she took the uh, listeners, mm-hmm. you'll be able to take your own quiz and yep. find that out. But that just, and then of course, perfect. Pisces, I'm the healer. Yes. Okay. Beautiful. And then an ouster, I don't know. I, I you know, I, that sounds- I gotta be, I gotta do something <laughs> a little edgy, right? <laughs> Can't just heal. <laughs> that's, that's when the honey badger shows up <laughs> the honey badger yeah <laughs> yes yeah you asked him uh-huh. i love that perfect i love perfect. that so uh the other side of your life i don't know how you squeeze in uh your astrology 
But do you want to talk a little bit about that? Your dad taught you astrology yeah. and you've been a student forever. And I, I honestly, I'm not joking about this. Like mm -hmm. she is world famous, at least in my viewpoint <laughs> and all my friends viewpoint yeah. and yeah. my son, you've done my son too, the Virgo. Yes. Yes. Uh-huh. And so, and your son's a Virgo. Yes. So, <clears throat> and we've got that in common. So do you want to talk a little bit about that? Are you still doing it? Or are you, um, uh, 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 and the good vibe astrology. Um, well, the, I'm, I can't stop doing it. It's like a language that I speak. So that's not going to, unless we have a brain surgery, I'll probably always do it. <laughs> but um, <laughs> uh, uh, what I'm doing now for 2021, my plan is to open up times between editing schedules between January has been a, uh, devoted to the launch of the book obviously uh, before sure. that I did get quite a few readings done for people I have so many uh, clients that I've been coming to me for so long I don't yeah. like to let them go a year without their annual reading I feel they're part of my family so I want to read yeah. for them and they of course they have new people coming all the time um, yeah. so Periodically through the year, I can't predict when at this point because I don't have my editing schedule yet. But when I get it, I'll open up windows that where yeah. I will do. I never do more than one reading a day when I'm in reading mode, just because on that second reading, I've just come out of someone else's psyche. And I don't want to. I just don't. Uh, I think I find it the energy. I don't know how mm -hmm. this yeah. people set up a tent in at the market right. and read for 50 people in a day. I have no idea how that, I can't do that. I have a lot of respect yeah. for someone who can compartmentalize that amazingly. I've got too much of a, a porous thing going on here. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, no, I've always wondered that myself actually. Yeah. So yeah. 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 So one a yeah. day. And if I ever don't feel over the moon about jumping on and getting that chart up and being with that person for that hour that I'm going to read for them. Um, then I don't, I don't do it that day. And I email yeah. and flight delay. Uh, and it's, that's just how I, yeah, that's, that's I think I that's, I mean, so much of your gift is it's not what you do. It's how you do it. Mm -hmm. And if that it just, isn't, if you're not in the right space, I mean, that's such a, a gift you give to the person who receives it. Cause it is so, it's such a beautiful gift that you provide mm -hmm. for people that I just, I, I think everybody is willing to wait a few more days if that's yeah. what it takes for you or to be months. ready. Right. Or I months. think so too. Okay. I, yeah. I'm very respectful of that gift that you guys, but you a have. solar return. I don't think we've ever defined that. Mm -hmm. Can you define oh, a solar sure. return? These are one of my favorite charts to read. I don't know. Um, they were very popular hundred years ago, but uh, they kind of went into disuse. I don't know how many, it's probably coming up more and more. There's programs that will read them for you. So it becomes more popular. Uh, you know, that saying when you have a birthday and they say many happy returns, they're talking about right. the return of the sun. We've gone once around the sun, it's returned to that exact position. It was where, when you were born. So it's the same degree. If you've got two degrees of Gemini, sun every year one day it'll be two degrees of gemini again and at that exact moment that it's at the precise degree you do a chart and so it's a transit chart right it's very fresh mm -hmm. at those transits, yes. but it's current for the entire year until 
that uh, sun comes around again. And they're brilliant. You get a different ascendant, a rising sign. You get different houses. You see the transits in context because I don't know if this is too uh, complicated, but just try to keep it simple. We read transits going through our chart. So let's say you've got two degrees of uh, the sun in Gemini and soon Mars will be in Gemini. And I'm going to be looking at when Mars is mm -hmm. on that two degree point. Ooh, we both will because yeah. that's your sin. I don't know. We I know. Say, but yeah. um, so there's uh, those are the transits and we read them through the houses of the natal chart. But in the solar return chart, those houses have changed and mm. the planets are in a different position. And what you get is the results of that transit. So if Mars on the sun gave me a lot of energy in the 10th house and maybe something's happening career-wise and maybe film producers are calling me and maybe, I don't know what's yeah, happening. Right. If I look, now I've got to go look because um, uh, I haven't looked yet. If I look at my solar return chart and see where that Mars is, what house it's in, maybe it's in the fifth house of creative self-expression. Maybe it's in the ninth house of publishing. Maybe it's in the first house of identity transformation. Maybe it's in the sixth house. And uh, I'm going to have a boost of, you know, physical um, interactions. And so it gives you that solar return fine tunes what we already know about the transits. It's another layer. And it, it's kind yeah. of like I tell people it's like when you have it done on your birthday, it's like the preview of coming attractions for the upcoming right. year. <laughs> I think it's really accurate. Oh, and, it's incredible. And the way Kim delivers this is through, that's why you think you know her. Mm -hmm. She delivers it through just yeah, a, a recording. And so we've never, even though she's done my solar return for years now, I've never actually met her. But I feel like I know her. Right. Because she it's talks true. to me. Like we're, she's talking to me. And when you listen to it 25 times, you really actually get right. to know her really well. And the way she puts things and phrases things, and there's mm -hmm. so much jam packed, you have to keep going back. But I love the solar return too. We have not talked about it on our podcast before, but it is a layer. It's like astrology is many layers. And this does tell you like the more current flavor, flavor of the year. Yes. Right. Yes. That couple, coupled with the good vibes astrology, you know, your emails and updates around, you know, oh, yeah. new moons. Oh. And I just, Oh, I read her emails package all of that together. Day. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you have to sign up for her emails. We'll put that in the show mm -hmm. notes because They're she really sends impressive. out emails about what the flavor is and tells you about, Oh, this is, Hey listeners, this is how you know when the new moon's coming, yes. the full moon's coming, and Kim will actually boss you around and tell you what to do. That's yes. why you think you know her. She's and, bossing you around from Australia. Even from there, even from those emails, you get a flavor for your personality. I, I totally understand why you think you're her BFF. However, <laughs> I, because it, it comes true. through. It's I true. she is. I know you. I know you do. Um, but it comes together in all of these different components where you just show up and deliver your talents and then beautiful way. I mean, some of the little, I, you make me giggle listening to my solar return. I mean, you make me laugh, like the way you do it, you're like, Oh, goodness, that's going to be interesting for you. And then you move on. <laughs> it just makes me laugh. Just but the she best. always does it positively. Oh, so, always you know, positive. that's the thing is, is like, uh, her work comes from sure. a, a place, place of light, of positivity mm -hmm. and light. And, you know, even when you're talking about Saturn return, we talk about Saturn a lot, the discipline, the, the old mother that's shaking her finger at you, making you 
do whatever. Okay. Um, there's a, there's the beautiful side of Saturn that brings structure and, and like you were talking about Saturn with your book, you know, like the constrictions aren't really constrictions. They're necessary Mm -hmm. for the good. And so she can take, I don't want to say she twists it, that damn Saturn (laughs) off my (laughs) mid heaven. Okay. (laughs) I'm like, no, I was going to say ass. I don't know. No, get off my moon. That's what I really want that damn thing to get off my moon. It could stay on my mid heaven. Yeah, I've been good. Okay. Anyway, so uh, so <laughs> I've been a good girl. I've worked hard. <laughs> Saturn wants you to work hard, but it's always positive. So I really enjoy that yeah, no aspect doubt. of your work for sure. And yeah, so talented, Kim Falconer. Yes, Thank you. so talented. Thank you. Is there anything that we have not covered about the book other than to tell our listeners? And I'll give you the floor. Is this? I have started it. It's amazing. You're going to want to read it. And you're going to want to see the movies, even though it's not there yet. We're just projecting in the future. And I can do her solar return for her, maybe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tell her it's it's happening. And everybody's going to want to go yeah. also rate it. That's helpful to rate the book uh, because mm-hmm. people look at that. Film mm-hmm. Filmmakers will look at that. For sure. And uh, is there anything else, uh, Gina and or Kim, that we have not covered? Somebody thinks somebody thinks there's something. You guys are amazing. You've um, certainly lit me up for this last hour. It's (laughs) so cool to talk to you about storytelling. I think, uh, as far as the book, it's um, it's like this beautiful clear pool, and you dive into it. And when you come out of that pool, you'll be a different person. And Oh, I love that. It will change for the experience. And so if that, if you feel that, then that's the, you know, job's done. done. (laughs) Success for Kim. Who doesn't need that right now? No, it sounds delightful. Run run out and get the book. I already have it. Yeah, I'm getting it. Yep. Yep. Amazon delivers it quickly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they have been great, haven't they? And I like, I will say this, I just want to do one more uh, discussion about this, that I also got it electronically and I yeah. actually like the physicalness of it. So the map is easy to look back right. at it to see where they're journeying to and yeah. then like the helpful glossary and it's it's such a beautiful world. I like having the physical paper book. Sure. Yeah, that makes complete sense. Yeah. Yep. It is. Well, Kim, go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say it is just on practical North Node in Capricorn to be able to flip <laughs> from yeah. where you are, the- bookmark where you are, look something up in the glossary if you want. It's not like studying a textbook. You're not going to struggle. No. But having that access, reading that very, here's a little Easter egg, <clears throat> going back and reading that very first little four lines in the very beginning that begin with the word not sorry. Go, being able to flip back to that periodically and scratch your head a little and wonder what that might mean. That's... Uh, oh, I love that. Oh, thank you for that mm-hmm. little... I love, I think that was I love a, me an Easter insider. In, in, insider scrimmage, <laughs> I think. No, I was going to say, especially when there's so much to take in, Every every it's not... A uh, few things are different. And at least with Harry Potter, there was quite a bit that looked familiar in the movie, right? Yes. Um, yes. 
there's nothing that looks familiar in this book. So the glossary and having something to go back to and refresh your memory when you're taking in so much, I think is super helpful too. So everybody go dip yourself in the pool. Oh, let's go jump in the pool. (laughs) Come out a different... Different find evolved your, person. Find your phantom. With our phantom. I w- I'm right. I'm raising it. Okay. <laughs> I'm raising it too. I am you. too. All right. Well, thank you so much, Kim. Thanks so much for being here. I mean, it's it, it for us, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. It was by far and away the big deal, uh, <laughs> but especially for this one, but really for me too, but she just makes it look like I'm not, it's fan. about me. I'm not a fan enough. I know. I know she's number, she's number one in the fan club. I'm number two, okay. but <laughs> oh, you guys. I love it. I'll All right. share my space with you anytime. Thank Gigi. you. Likewise. All right. Thanks so Thank much. You, Kim. Thank you. Thank you. Holly. Much Thank success. You. Much success. It's a big deal to me too, to be here with you. Mm-hmm. So bless you. Thank, Thank. you. Thank All right, you. we'll, we'll do it again. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Sure. All right. All right. Take care of yourself. Bye. Bye bye. Thank you for joining our VIP conversation. And please visit us at our website, www.loauncorked.com. See you soon. Bye.